Hi, and welcome to Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. Please join us as we explore how you can enjoy a happier life and a fulfilling career, things that aren't always that easy in our modern world. We'll be taking a look to how you can explore well-being both inside and outside the workplace, how to prevent burnout, how to achieve true happiness in work and life, and so much more. So stick around. Hello, and welcome to this week's Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. Today, we are going to talk about, and I feel like I should have a dun-dun-dun behind it, Aldesco. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was a new concept or a new word for the concept for me, Jenny. So maybe you could start by sharing with everybody a little bit about Aldesco. Aldesco. I don't think it's a purely Australian thing. I have a feeling it's it's practiced quite widely around the world now. But Aldesco basically means that while you're at work, you fail to stop to leave your desk in order to eat your lunch. So you're eating Aldesco. So people are still working away, but they've got something on the side and hoping they're not dri- dribbling too much salad dressing on their lap in the process. And mm-hmm. um it's it's a, I see it as a bit of an issue uh, on several levels, um, not just about the fact that, you know, if you're eating and working on your keyboard, the bacterial count on our keyboards and our phones and things are just <laughs> awful. It doesn't bear thinking about. No, it doesn't bear <laughs> thinking about, you know, and, and the, the adage is, well, you'd be better off eating off the floor in the toilet <laughs> rather than eating Aldesco. But that aside, that aside... Um, there are many reasons why it's not a good idea. Um, Mm -hmm. For one thing, we need a break. If you've been working hard all morning, well, I'm assuming you have been, um, (laughs) you're going to be feeling a bit weary because your brain's been hard at it all morning, doing lots of meetings and stuff. And you need a break, a mental breather to Mm -hmm. refuel because your brain doesn't store glucose. So you need to top it up with some fuel so it can actually work better for you. And uh, it's also about giving yourself a mental breather just so that you stop trying to pay focused attention to things because we only Mm -hmm. have a finite amount of mental energy available to us any given day. And we've talked about this before with the ultradian rhythm and stuff. And so if you fail to take a lunch break and actually physically and mentally stop, step away from that desk, um, (laughs) you're denying your brain the time and the space it needs to consolidate what you've been thinking of and to restore your energy, mental energy, so that you can then do what needs to be done in the afternoon. We know that people who eat Aldesco are much more likely to have that crash and burn about 2.33 p.m. But it gets worse. Do you know what else is worse? What could possibly be worse? (laughs) (laughs) The worst thing is that some people don't even eat. Oh, my God. They don't stop for lunch. They're just going straight through They go straight because they're so caught up in the heat of the moment and working so hard, time, you know, is flying past, and they see it as a time saver. So they just keep on pushing, saying, well, I really must get this done by the end of the day, and the only way I can do that is if I keep on, and so I'm not. I'm not going to stop at all. Wow! And here in Australia, fifty percent of Australians 
fail to stop for lunch. I mean, that's horrendous. So I think that's, it's really bad. But it feels criminal. 50% yes. are yeah. just working straight through. And yeah. we know that busyness does not equate to productivity. You know? Absolutely it's not. Just, it's so backwards. It's oh. the same as, you know, success leading to happiness, you know. Oh working and driving yourself without that break doesn't yeah. help be more productive it doesn't help you do no. anything no it, it drops your productivity it drops your focus and you know what I think is also a bit sad I mean if you go into our CBD at the moment it's a bit sad place anyway because it's just so quiet but what's mm-hmm. become very obvious is that the number of cafes and restaurants that used to be bustling and full of people at lunchtime aren't I mean, if you're eating out Desco at your desk, you've brought your lunch in with you usually, or you might buy a packet sandwich somewhere. Um, Or worse still, you buy something from the vending machine and you've got no idea what you bought and you've put it in your mouth and eaten it and you still don't know what it was. (laughs) Um, Well, I don't like to eat El Desco, but I I have definitely been guilty of that, finishing lunch and going, I don't actually remember If you so folks listening, if that happens to you, that means it, you're a good prime candidate for getting yes. up from yes. yes. I'm interested in a, a ritual thing as well. Because mm. I like the idea of rituals as breakpoints, as oh, clear before and after. And so you're when you stand up from your desk and walk somewhere else. Mm. Just that small ritual of of doing that, let alone preparing or doing anything. Yeah, um, it must give you a clear break. Absolutely, a break of this is what happened before, and this is what's happening after. Yeah, pattern interrupt. Yeah, yeah, pattern interrupt. And so, if you're sitting at the desk, just grabbing your lunch out of your bag and stuffing it into your face um Mm. you're denying yourself the ability to step out of that workspace and stretch or move or use your lower limbs um let alone interact with your colleagues and I think this is one of the biggest social issues that worries me is Mm. that um you're not having the time just to catch up with, you know, who's working in the desk beside you to say, oh, how are you going? You know, what what are you up to, et cetera, et cetera. Those little social niceties that bind us as human beings and make us feel that we're part of a team, an organization, a department or whatever. If we're just working, 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 we're, we're missing something really crucial, I think. Absolutely. Well, and and in, in within a work context, you know, the the relationships are so critical. Mm. Um, and there's tons of studies coming out in positive psychology that actually relationships at work is how the work gets done. And yes. I love that phrase. That actually, um, in and and again, when we think about our our old work where we used to work with our hands. You couldn't do your work without colleagues if you were on a production line or you were building a home or you were many hands were making light work. Yes. And we don't we don't bring that to many minds make light work. But actually, psychologically speaking, that is how work gets done. It's teamwork, it's collaboration, it's creativity, yeah. it's innovation. Mm. And that doesn't happen or very rarely happens sat at your desk by yourself for eight hours. Exactly. <laughs> 
And that and that's why water cooler chats and lunch breaks and coffee breaks are so important. Um, you know, just stopping for a cup of coffee and making a coffee for somebody else just gives oh, you that yeah. moment chance to interact. Just yeah. to, you know, 20 second or 30 second interaction. That's all you need to start with, just to build that social connection. Uh, I was I was involved with a, a company where I was talking about mental health and mental well-being with them and mm. they were very driven they were hard-working they were independent of each other and often on the phone all day long that was their job they weren't it wasn't a true call center but mm. most of their work was ringing and speaking with clients yeah. and I said well where do you meet up for lunch where do you go for lunch and they just looked at me with blank faces and I said do you have somewhere for lunch? And, and they, they looked a bit sheepish and said, well, no, we don't. There was no staff canteen. Wow. And where they were situated in their office, there was nothing in the local vicinity, no cafe or little restaurant or anything where somebody could buy some food for lunch. And I'm thinking, oh, how awful. But it got wow. worse because we were talking about the need, you know, especially if you're looking out for, uh, we have RUAK Day in September. So the, the thing is you observe your colleagues and you notice that they might be a little bit off, they seem a bit sad or a bit quiet, and you take the opportunity to ask, how are you travelling, really? But if you don't know your colleagues because you don't even know what their name is because you've never really spoken with each other, let alone shared a cup of coffee together, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And how bad is that? I mean... That is just shocking, isn't it? It's it's dreadful because you think, well, the chance of having poor mental well-being in that workplace would be huge. Yeah, definitely. And there's an there's a really interesting kind of link. Uh, you know, there's all this underlying stuff with humans. You know, we've bonded over shared meals for hundred thousand years, something like yes. that. You know, yes. it's kind of the foundation of our original tribal community everyone comes together and there's a shared meal um and there's a really interesting thing that's uh, that's come out again studying behavior and what we do with 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 each other and with humans and actually sharing a meal helps mm -hmm. people see each other as equals more easily so when we're talking mm -hmm. about equality yeah. inclusion uh you know making sure that that people have a voice yep that ritual of eating together mm. um, is really not something that we should be um, throwing to the side because no. the peripheral benefits of that, not just, you know, there's the, there's the easily, you know, you need to rest, you need to fuel yourself, you need all these things, but the peripheral benefits for a workplace of encouraging people to connect and share spill over into a lot of the the issues that we're trying to tackle at work yes. right now yes um, and you know especially as we we hopefully exit the pandemic bringing people back together giving them space to share their experiences mm. to reflect together and to connect to reconnect is is only going to have positive outcomes for workplaces totally so, oh, that's, I feel, I just want to go and rescue that. Board. <laughs> <laughs> the, other, the other consideration, <laughs> do you need a tissue? You're worried about them. I think I might do. I'm so worried about, I'm coming straight <laughs> over, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
what worries me is that you know we're we're, we're accumulating this bad habit of not stopping for lunch, but I think mm. it actually transfers into our home lives as well. Because yeah. how many people do you hear of who don't sit around a table and have family meals anymore? It's mm-hmm. everybody in and out for themselves. You know, the kids are in and out doing sports and all sorts of stuff yep. or in their yep. rooms. And the parents might be sort of collapsed in a heap on the sofa <laughs> in front of the television with their Still working in their with desks their, with their laptops <laughs> and yes. their dinner on their laps. And you're thinking, no, no. Yeah. Mobile phone to the table, all of this, right? Yeah, all that stuff. So I think it's I think it's time to be a bit more mindful about how easy it is for these maladaptive behaviors to become part and parcel of what we do on a regular basis and, and the potential things that we might be losing along the way. I, I looked up to see what the problem was globally, and it said three in five people globally, three in five do not stop for lunch. Mm-hmm. However, there is one country which stands apart. Do you know which country that might be? Oh, I, th- I think I can guess. Can you? But uh, you tell me, Jen. Okay. Who was it? Who was it? Who was it? Vive la France. Um, now, the French take their food very seriously. Very seriously. You can always rely on the French to say, mm, I need my food and I need it now. And I need it properly. <laughs> <laughs> so... 84% of the French take a lunch break away from their desk. So Aldesco is not wow. really as common over there. Wow. And that's, that's amazing. Which is good, isn't it? There's yeah. hope for us yet. Let's all move to yeah. France and enjoy a nice lunch. Now, they may not be taking a full hour, but apparently yeah. French law legislates that they must take at least 20 minutes. Well, that's probably 20 minutes longer than a lot of other people do. So longer than the fifty percent who take no lunch and the twenty five percent who exactly. eat at their desk. <laughs> and I think well, it's twenty twenty minutes is is enough actually. To it is enough. Up. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It is enough. Yes. Yeah. It is enough time. Just. Um, so I think we can we can take heart from that because the French, I mean, they do take their food seriously, but they also recognise, I think, the, the 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 ritual part of it and why it's so important to to break bread together to to connect that. with the, the social side of of um, stopping to eat something as well. So we could learn well, a lot a from each other around absolutely around like social intelligence. We were speaking mm. about that. Mm. When we get together again, back in those kind of shared shared hunter gatherer days, you know, how did you pass uh, intelligence along? How did you share things? You told stories, and yes. when did you do that? Well, the time that you were pausing was when you yes. were eating together. Yeah, um, and and so we're losing this opportunity both at home and at work to share stories, you know, create and culture, you know, and in workplace, yep. actually the lunch place culture has has quite a huge effect on on the rest of the company and the rest of the way that it works because that there that's where you tell the stories that's where you get kind of new people coming in they get to get Mm. integrated they get Mm. to learn and you know if we think about workplace as this community um then you know, teams are a community, the whole of the organization is a community. And all of those, if we're missing out on those little social nuances, people then don't feel belonging, your psychological safety suffers, you don't, 
you don't understand the language people speak. You don't pick up the humor that is included. Yeah. I mean, it sounds so silly, but, you know, lunch is, is quite a pivotal point in your workplace culture. <laughs> it is. It is. I, I remember going to um, one workplace where I was having a conversation with the CEO and she took me through the staff kitchen. Mm. And it was a it was a canteen. It was set up and it was really nice. It had a really nice vibe to it uh, where you felt this was a comfortable spot to stop and eat and rest. And there were lovely tables and comfortable looking chairs and quite a few people in there either having coffee or having their lunch. And some people were doing the colouring in, you know, those colouring in books. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. I never quite got into those myself, but, you know, great for stress <laughs> reduction, et cetera. It et cetera. is, absolutely. Yeah. And the other place that always, always stayed with me was actually a place I visited when I was um, in Copenhagen. And Alex Gehuf mm-hmm. took us to a particular uh, pension fund to yeah. be shown around and meet the CEO and see what they did, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And somebody came to meet us and was telling us about the importance of their lunch breaks. And they mm-hmm. had specialist chefs. And I'm thinking, well, and I remember thinking at the time, oh, that's nice. Could I stay for lunch? But also <laughs> not every every workplace can A, afford that. Mm-hmm. Um, this was certainly a huge perk and a, and a luxury in many ways. But uh, the thought that had gone into it was based on the fact that if you feed people with great healthy food, and make them feel good about themselves, then they're going to be better at what they're doing the rest of the time, and they're going to appreciate it, which is yeah. which is exactly what happens. Hmm. Wonderful. There you go. I love that. I love that. So, what are we recommending for people today? I think I think that um, it's time to get up from your desk, right? <laughs> I think it's definitely time to get up from your desk and give Aldesco the boot. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go back to even if it's only a 15 or a 20 minute lunch break, just take that time to pause, step away and be mindful about what you are actually eating and choose that time to you know, interact with your colleagues. That's Love what it's it. all about. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. No more Aldesco. Back to Alfresco, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm with you on that one. Sounds good. Lovely. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us today. Uh, We look forward to speaking with you again next week. Thanks so much. Bye for now. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. We hope you've enjoyed listening to it as much as we did recording it. And you can always get involved in the well-being conversation at all of our social links in the show notes. Until next time, stay safe, stay happy, and thrive in whatever you do.